Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, Daniel Ramsey, you know me because we're friends on Facebook. Um, I'm the CEO of My Outdesk. I'm, I'm super excited because I talked Travis into hanging out with me uh, today live on Facebook with you guys. Um, we're doing a really kind of a cool talk, um, basically talking around consumer and like consumer behavior and Facebook. One of the biggest challenges um, that we have as an industry, real estate folks, is is owning our own leads, like not paying Zillow and Realtor.com and all these folks an ungodly amount of money in order to generate us business, right? And so Travis is the expert um, at that. He owns a company called Elevated REM. Um, we've been buds a long time and, you know, his wife is wonderful too. And so I, I love, uh, bringing him on. Um, what's cool is my outdesk, you know, we have 1200 virtual professionals helping real estate companies grow and we've been in business 10 years and we've helped 5,000 clients over those 10 years. And so I've got the opportunity to look into you know, like thousands of business, real estate practices. And one thing that is always a challenge is generating listings. So if you're gonna stay today, um, we're gonna break down the right way to use Facebook to generate leads and listings with Travis. And we're giving away a bunch of free stuff too. Um, we've got how to ask for five-star reviews. It's an email format that's really killer. Um, we're giving away something called the repurpose marketing system which is what Travis actually, his virtual professional is in his business, helping his clients and repurposing all of their content. So we're gonna hear from him about how to use that. Um, and he's given away a bunch of cool slides with like detailed process based, this is how you win. So Travis, thanks for being here, man, I appreciate you. Daniel, thank you, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Excited to kind of share some information for uh, everyone out here and demystify some of the Facebook uh, myths or you know certain questions people might might have in it. And as you said, I'm a Facebook marketing strategist for the real estate industry. Uh, I run a Facebook advertising agency and then we have a Facebook coaching and training program. And we've seen, you know, probably, well, thousands and thousands of different types of ad accounts and generated over 175,000 leads from Facebook, Instagram, and Messenger over the past couple of years, uh, pretty much across the world. We run campaigns um, in London, Australia, Canada, Mexico, throughout the US. So we get to see what works and what doesn't work, you know, what headline gets the best uh, engagement what ad imagery gets the highest click through rate, what type of uh, targeting is gonna produce the best results. So we're, you know, we have a unique privilege and position to be able to actually gather that data and then share it with a lot of our clients and then people that are you know, inside the real estate space. You know, you know, my goal for the past, well, over the past 10 years, I started in real estate when I was about 18. I had my mm -hmm. own 
brokerage. Um, when I, I had no clue what I was doing when I first started out, but quickly kind of, you know, in my early 20s, got some speed and got some leverage and we grew to about three different real estate companies, um, but sold some of those companies. But what we fell in love with at the end of the day was the marketing piece of it. And I always want to be able to share and give back what we've learned and success we achieved from doing the same kind of marketing tactics and, and strategies. So hopefully today we can give a little bit more insight onto what that, what that looks like. Um, it was actually earlier this year, my wife and I were driving our daughter to school. It was, you know, early morning, um, the sun's coming up. We're just driving through uh, our little neighborhood. And my wife says, you know, I'm going to check Facebook. She was kind of scrolling through as I'm driving. She sees this post from a local theater company that brings these big Broadway shows. And she saw that they had posted over a little over an hour ago, uh, Stomp. If you remember Stomp, the Broadway musical. Yeah. yeah. So it said they're going to give away five tickets to Stomp to the first five callers that, that call in. And, you know, she said, do you think it's still around? It was posted over an hour ago. I said, yeah, you know, let's give it a shot. Why not? So she called up and they said, congratulations. You're the first caller uh, and you won these tickets. Now, that's a little bit shocking in my world, but I knew exactly what was going on as a Facebook marketing strategist because what happened was, you know, that's a suppression of what's called organic reach. So it wasn't an ad. This is something that they, the theater company just posted. And typically, you know, if you did that about a year or two years ago and said, hey, five free tickets to some Broadway, you know, show, right. they'd be gone pretty, pretty quickly, right? Maybe. Right. 15, 20 minutes. Well, organic reach is where you post something on your business page and it's not an ad, it's just a post and Facebook will basically serve it out to the people that like your, like your page, right? Your fans or, or followers. Right. Well, in January of 2018, Facebook decided to change the algorithm and free up more space inside the Facebook newsfeed. Um, well, for a couple of reasons. One, for more meaningful engagement with friends and family. And two, to remove more, uh, we'll move some of the organic posts to, to really get more advertisers, to free up more ad space. Inside. They wanted more money, basically, is what you're saying. They wanted to be able to make more money. Yeah. They wanted, they wanted more money and there's, there's, you know, a fight for more ad space. There's over 1,500 different stories, right, right. that are posts that are trying to compete to be inside of your Facebook news feed on a daily right. basis. And only about 300 of them actually make it. And out of those 300, there's going to be several of them that are Facebook ads. Yes. So knowing this and the suppression of organic reach, well, there's only a few options that you really kind of have, which is going inside the Facebook ad manager platform that Facebook gives you and right. creating ads or doing a lot of Facebook lives and being able to actually get in, in front of people kind of like we are right now. Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here and I wanna tell you about an extraordinary offer to take action and start scaling your business right now. You know, 
I get a lot of questions about how to grow your business, generate more revenue, and reduce expenses. And the answer is simple. It's my Outdesk virtual assistants. My Outdesk offers five-star virtual assistant services to thousands of business professionals across the United States and making our clients over a hundred million dollars in net revenue every year. Our customers absolutely love our virtual assistants and I want to give you the opportunity to learn exactly why. Simply text the word M-O-D, MOD, to 31996 and we're going to give you a free double my business strategy call where you work one-on-one -on -one with one of our business growth specialists to design an action strategy for growth and cost savings in your business. We're gonna give you over 20 growth and strategy guides, a market force personality indicator, an important business checklist, and hiring guides. My Outdesk admins can help manage your office, your sales, your marketing pipeline, and even help you lead generate and follow up. And during this call, you'll learn exactly how you can put them into your business right now. So again, text MOD to 31996 and get a free double my business strategy call right now and learn how my Outdesk can transform your business today. One perspective, Travis, and I don't know if you'll agree or not, but these companies, they're smarter than we are, right? They know how to charge us a lot of money to get out there. And I think, you know, it's really tough to understand how to, I mean, it's not easy to advertise in, with Facebook, right? I mean, it's, they make it hard and, right. and, and you've kind of figured that out. Like, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, if, the, Facebook's data is is really what is so powerful in right. in terms of of marketing, right? They aggregate an enormous amount of data based on um, our our keywords, our browsing habits, our emails, you know, certain things that we're doing inside the Facebook uh, app, what they call the Big Blue, uh, which yeah. is the Facebook app, and they own you know basically the top four most popular apps in the world, right? WhatsApp, Instagram, Messenger, and Facebook. These are all uh, widely used with billions and billions of daily active users. So with that type of data and the average person spending 47 minutes a day on each one of those different types of platforms, it provides Facebook with an enormous amount of data to really predict what we're gonna be doing in the near future. And one of them, for example, is traveling. So Facebook can actually predict that I'm gonna be traveling to Maui in the next six months, right? They can say, right. We see that you're planning a trip. We're going to start to serve you ads well ahead of time for different opportunities of the hotels to check out, airlines to check out, different places. Well, right. the same behavioral actions online and offline are then attributed to real estate and the consumer's journey. Have they looked at realtor.com? Did they download the Zillow app? Have they looked at Redfin online? Did they go to you know uh, Home Depot and start to get some project management ideas on how to spruce up their house to to sell it soon? All of those are inside the Facebook ad platform. They're developed as actual targeting interests based on their behaviors, their actions, and then from there, what we do 
is we leverage historical data. So we use uh, reports from Zillow, reports from National Association of Realtors, different types of reports out there, and that's what we call historical data. So as an agency, you know, what we wanna do is make sure that we are fishing upstream and that we're kind of ahead of the game so we can really draw circles around some of these portals and get in front of people based on those behaviors and actions before they actually get into someone else's you know, funnel uh, to, to some degree. Right? Okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, if you're listening, I'm gonna try to dumb it down. I, Travis is brilliant, but uh, we talked about life event and then right. consumer behavior and then a targeted ad that is that speaks to those two kind of steps right. to convert leads. So that's the formula, right? So let's let's break that down. Like, what do you mean life events? What are the what what what's and how would a real estate agent know what life events? Great question. So if we're breaking it down into like a framework, for instance, let's right. take um, Zillow's data that they released uh, within the past four months, which they really go through an enormous amount. I mean, they're generating over 50 million leads a year. So they have some significant data to really work with. So the data that they uh, basically published was the top influential um, life events that influenced people to move, right? What was the main decision that made them buy a house or sell a house? So the top one was getting married, um, the second one was getting separated or divorced. Yeah. The third one was having a child or adopting a child. And then the uh, last one was basically graduating from school. Those are like the top, top tier ones. So if we take getting married, for instance, which is a right. big life event, you just got married or you're newly engaged um, or you're, you're a newlywed, you, those are actual targeting interests inside of Facebook. So we can do what's called uh, detailed interest targeting and say, we're going to target people in this specific zip code ages 29 to 51 that are newlyweds um, in the past six months that are either engaged, just got married, they're looking for bridal dresses, they're interested in wedding photography, uh, you know, The Knot, right, which is like a big website for registering those kind of things. You would layer those in and those are all life events, life decisions people are entering into and then we layer the actual consumer behaviors. Like, so do they like or uh, you know, download an app for Realtor.com or Zillow or Redfin, buying a house, house hunting. Right. Uh, those are different actual consumer behaviors that you layer in. So you have life event and then actual consumer behavior and you basically tie those together in, in, in detailed interest, right? In the Facebook ad manager, that's going to define your specific audience to the life stage. So we're then going to show them an ad that is either about a new listing or an open house or a list of homes that they can download. And you're basically making sure that you are serving the ad to the right people at the right time uh, based on those live events. So now, if we think about this in kind of an anecdotal way, uh, Susan just got married. 
Yeah. She was married about three months ago and she is now uh, online. She's looked at a few homes offline, you know, on realtor.com and Zillow. And she's been kind of cruising through and getting ideas, looking at Pinterest for the next, you know, house she wants to buy. Susan is going to leave her house and, you know, Stephen or whoever else she's marrying. Right. Um, we're going to then combine homes and get into a new property. So we're going to serve an ad to her offering a list of open houses within her zip code in a 12 mile radius of maybe uh, a specific home that you listed. When I say 12 mile radius is statistically most home buyers move into their next home within a 12 mile radius of their previous home. Right. Right. So that's kind of where the life event, consumer behavior and the targeting. And so it's almost serendipitous, right? That Susan will now see this ad about an open house. She down, you know, goes through the Facebook lead ad process where she enters her name, email and phone number. We get that prospect as a lead. And then she's sent to the list of open houses on your IDX page. And then the process starts of nurturing that lead, right? Sending them a text and an email saying, thank you so much for downloading the list. Saw that you listed or interested in our open houses coming up. Um, is there a particular price range that you were looking in? And right. by the way, is this a first time home purchase or do you need to sell your house? And that's where the process really starts. So if you break yeah. that down, right, by like life stage, you know, so divorce, having a child, having a child is a big one. That's right. really a big life event where people need to, well, it's a growing family. And so, you know, if we look at a psychographic profile of those prospects, they're needing to probably sell their home, move into a bigger home. So right. you are going after buyers who are also sellers because most sellers, before they list their house, they actually kind of look out in the market and go, you know what? Is there a school district that we want to be in? Is there the right price range? Are the, is now the time to actually uh, sell our house and, and they look to see kind of price comparison. Can we get the equity that we want based on the houses that we're looking for? Right. And so you think, can it keep those life events in mind? Now I know that we talked about the D's. Uh, yeah. Before which, we jump into that um, yeah. real quick. Um, so you're, you're definitely a my Outdesk client. I've got a bunch of questions about like Facebook, the average time of sell. We'll talk about the D's. I love the D's. Um, but before we do that, um, what I love is you guys are a marketing firm and you bought some of your time back by using yeah. our folks. Talk a little bit about that real quick. Certainly. So, you know, when um, we've been doing, you know, we've been, been doing Facebook marketing and, and we have a coaching and training program. And so we have several hundred clients. Yeah. Uh, we have a software as a service company that, that we own. And for a long while, it was just me and a couple other people. Um, right. And it was, it was got to the point where it was like a fever pitch of basically, you know, from 5 a.m. to midnight, I'm, I'm answering anything and everything I can, emails and posting stuff. And we were getting to a point where, you know, we're managing three different companies um, with hundreds of clients and we desperately needed some help because I didn't have a vacation for many years. I didn't have really any time to myself for, you know, I couldn't take my wife out on a date. Yeah. Um, 
that say, you know what, I have to work all Saturday because we are launching, you know, this huge campaign and someone has to write the ad copy and knock this out and kind of build all of this. Right. And so we got to a certain point where I said, you know what, I, I need, I need help. And I, I want to spend time with my kid. I want to be able to travel. I want us to really be able to actually own and operate our business and not be a slave to it. So that's when, you know, we, we met and we talked and, and you kind of enlightened me on, Hey, there, there's people out there that can really help you. They're very talented and you, you know, you are basically that, that resource. So I started going through and really monitoring what are the actual tasks that are more of, you know, kind of what I consider where they're the $12 an hour, $15 an hour tasks right. that are tying up a lot of my time that someone else can do. And then what are the $500 an hour tasks that I should focus on, right? Yeah. That I should really be executing. And I really kind of went back down and said, you know, if I want to work only, let's say three days or four days a week, right? right what are those those top priorities. If I'm only working 72 to maybe a hundred hours a week, whatever it might be. Right. Um, what, what are the key things that I should, well, sorry, not those, but if, you know, in work hours, like what should I really be focusing on? And I started mapping out, like what are the top ones that I should do? And what are the top ones that I can actually pass on to an assistant right. that is a professional, you know, and they're actually versed in all these different tools and they yeah. can buy back my time. So I had to buy back my time, right? Invest in my out desk, which yeah. at first I was a little kind of, you know, not sure are they going to be able to handle some of my things. And I let my ego go, right? And said, all right, someone else can do these. And so now I actually have a pretty incredible life, you know, and don't mean to brag, but I have time. I have time to be able to actually fly with my family and travel. I can, you know, meet with clients and not feel stressed out. Like I have to run back to the office and meet, right. you know, someone else and then knock all these things out. So it's, it's been really huge for us. One of the biggest things that they do is repurpose a lot of my, my content. So right. I have a lot of uh, my own personal Facebook ads running to try and, you know, uh, win more business. And right. I'll do a webinar or I'll do a blog post and my, um, you know, my virtual professional will go from my office, will go ahead and take all that content and post it on every social network that we have, uh, send out an email blast, create a blog post out of it, transcribe an actual video, whatever it might be. And what's cool about that is that the same kind of strategies can easily be deployed across any industry. But with real estate, you know, I was a broker for over a decade. I managed over 30 uh, and a team of 30 people. The course of my career, I managed over a hundred people in my right my brokerage and I know very well that time is an issue and as a real estate agent or a broker you're wearing about 120 different hats on, on a daily basis all day long all day long and there's this up and down cycle of 
I have to market myself and prospect and prospect, and then you win clients, and then now you're working with the clients, and then now you're in that down cycle because you're not prospecting and putting content out there and trying to win the attraction of people, and then now you got to hurry, you know, and go up that hill again and prospect, prospect, prospect. So that's why this, you know, the real estate kind of agent's average life is this up and down, up and down, you know, I'm doing awesome. I want to quit. I'm doing awesome. I want to quit. Um, right? We've yeah. all kind of gone through that cycle where you're pulling your hair out and you're like, I, I'm not quite sure what to do next, but I need help. And yeah. I can easily say that that's where my desk is really the solution that fills that gap to be able to say, all right, while you're out winning clients, we're going to prospect for you. We're going to take content, blast it out to those people, you know, keep that lead generation flowing however way you can, really nurturing your sphere of influence by, you know, developing some sort of campaign that they can take care of for you. So you can go and do what you do best, which is talk to clients, win listings, get those closings and be able to actually scale and grow and, and win your life back, right? That's so critical. We're not in this business to just constantly grind and work. We're in this business to be able to have some sort of, well, connection to other human beings, have a you know positive outlook on what am I going to be doing this weekend? Can I plan a vacation? Can I spend more time and right. have an impact? But if you're you know, if you're stressed out and you're kind of towards the, the part where you're like, you know what, I think a nine to five job is probably going to be my best bet where someone else pays me, then you're probably, you know, in that perfect range of saying, you know what, I need someone actually to help me. Yeah. So there is light at the end of that tunnel to some degree. Yeah. I, I heard it um, several years ago, do the things inside your business that only you can do right. and give everything else away. Um, and there are a lot of things that only we can do, you know, right. but there are a lot of things <laughs> that you can help have, you know, give, give away to somebody. Let's get back to the Facebook stuff. Um, one stat that was like, whoa, the average time uh, used to be seven, every seven years, somebody in the U.S. changed their house, but now it's like 10, like, you know, it. It, it's really extended and I think that's that's a crazy thing um, and we talked a little bit about the repurpose thing so as a real estate industry it's getting harder and harder you know people are staying put and not selling their house because they don't know where they're gonna go interest rates right. are starting to rise I think this is the time to double down for 2019 like every other real estate person out there is not planning they're ready for vacation time next week um, they they don't have an org chart. They don't know what the barriers are. They don't know what they're. So if you're in that space, um, we've we're going to post right here a landing page with elevated marketing on it. We're giving you away the repurpose program. We're giving you a review thing that we're going to talk about real shortly to help generate more leads for you. Um, Travis has given us some of his slides with all this data, the consumer behavior and the life events and how to combine those and, and the data. So that if you decide to do this yourself, you have a way, but really what we want you to do is request a consultation with us, 
have us help you figure out what your lead stuff is, who needs to be in your office, what your org chart should be. Maybe you need our help, maybe you don't. It, it, it doesn't matter. What we wanna do is help you double your business. Like we wanna help you grow. And I'm a real estate broker. God, I'm, I've, I've now been licensed 14 years. I, I got a million bucks in transactions right now, which is crazy. I just love it. I can't stop, right? Um, and all of the folks that work here, our job is to support you in this growth trajectory. Like, do you need more leads? Do you need more leverage? What's the, what's the world that you're in and how can we support you? So jump on there, get all of our free giveaways, schedule a meeting with us and get all Travis's stuff because it's good, man. It's really good. You know, that you hit on a key point there that you brought up about the people are spending, you know, average lifetime lived in their house before they sell is 10 years. It was seven. Yeah. And that shift, that little bit of, of length of time, I believe is, is because of the recession, right? You know, back in 2008 through 2010, there were some really big hits to uh, a lot of people in the homeowners and, and they lost a lot of equity. Now, it's interesting is that the baby boomer demographic, they own 50% of all the real estate in the US. So right. baby boomers, that's a pretty big demographic and that they own a lot of real estate. So a lot of that I believe is that most of those homeowners um, didn't have the equity uh, in their homes. Then okay. they, they, they were positioned to sell. They were sitting on a lot of massive amount of equity. But then with the recession, they started focusing more on home improvements and remodeling their house and kind of staying put. Now, on the flip side of that, we're now entering into a, a kind of a new life cycle and change where you have Gen X uh, and millennials, you know, over 80 million strong that are moving into the market as first-time home buyers and right. move up families and right. what are they going to buy? Well, they're typically going to buy then the baby boomers home. So it's this, it's this perfect balance that we're seeing right now where a lot of those individuals, especially baby boomers need to downsize and right. they're going to start to move in that. So I think, you know, since 2008 to now, we've definitely seen that increase, but I bet that's going to actually start to shorten and we're going to see, you know, more activity uh, basically a trade off between those two uh, those two demographics there. So in terms of targeting, right. I think if anyone's looking for listings and trying to win those listings, you should be targeting baby boomers, right? And providing them information of value, something that is going right. to help educate them. Right. And what's really awesome is that with data, you can really see what do people want. So, mm -hmm. You know, nine times out of 10, most homeowners make at least one major repair uh, to their house six months before they sell it. And mm -hmm. a lot of the times that's just paint, painting. So if you're to give someone a seller's guide on uh, how to sell your house for more than it's worth, download our guide, our seller's guide, the, you know, the 10 steps on how to get your house prepared and maximize right you know, every ounce of profit and yeah. go over like, what should you do? You know, paint your house, clean it, declutter, curb appeal, all, all those kind of things. So right. focus on 
those prospects uh, during this seasonal time. It's really interesting. If you go into Google trends and you just go into Google and type in Google trends, you'll see a web page that pops up, type in uh, buying a house. And you'll see that right around the, you know, Thanksgiving and then through the holiday season, kind of around December, there's this huge uptick where Mm. basically searches for buying a house almost triples. Then over a five year span, you'll see it's kind of like this chart and graph and you'll see that there's a, there's a, you know, kind of a down, uh, you know, from August till around November, there's kind of a uh, down spike. And then from around December uh, to like mid to late January, there's a huge spike of people all over the nation searching buying a house or how to buy a house. Yes. That, that right there is a huge indication. If a lot of people, millions of people are searching that keyword term during this holiday season, that's where you can enter into their mind, right? And preframe them that right. you know, and you can give them that information. You can give them that value because a good majority of all your competition, all the other agents are going to go kind of dormant, right? During the holiday season. Yeah. And I, I've heard this time and time again, and believe me, I've you know, spent over a decade in real estate sales. At the height of my career, I had 271 listings. So, you know, I, I know what I'm talking about with this, which is that a lot of people, I believe that they go dormant during this kind of holiday time because they think that there's no business to be won, yeah. and it's a mindset issue. It's yeah. a mindset issue. The demand is there. You yeah. just know you just need to be strategic about how to get in front of those people and play the long game, plant the seed. And so from now, right, right before Thanksgiving until around February 1st, you have this golden time to really get in front of those people. So that's Facebook ads, right, targeting people that are interested in buying a house, looked at yep. Zillow.com, right, providing them information of value. You're going to then see those people in the spring be the buyers, right? Those are the actual buyers. So just keep in mind, Facebook is about playing the long game, being strategic, and really nurturing those prospects. Winning them now, right? When I say winning them, is getting their name, email, and phone number as actual leads, and then developing a relationship so they're no longer a lead, they're a prospect. And then you give, 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 right? Throughout the uh, holiday and spring season, right. when ready, they're going to go to you. That's, right. I mean, that's, that's really, that's the opportunity that I see coming up. Yeah. I, and you know, I, I would add on to that. I, you're a hundred percent right. November and December have always been my best months for real estate, like always, because everybody else would take it off. The yeah. other thing that I would say is now is when you do your planning for next year yeah. and really dive into how many leads did I get? Who's on my team? What is everybody doing? like building culture, building a team, you know, cause one of the challenges we have as a real estate industry is our margins are super thin. And so you have to have everybody highly engaged, you know, make sure that your best people are focused on what they do and they might need help. They might be overworked. I, I know um, the worst thing for a business owner is turnover. Oh my God. I mean, if you, it, that is the, and you've got to plan strategically think about what's my team need to be next year. How many leads do I need to generate? Who, who might, how am I going to do that? What's going to be my conversion process? Who's prospecting for me? Like all of those questions are now questions to answer for 2019. So um, we got the 12 D's man. 
Yeah, let's go over them. <laughs> These are good. Yeah, I, I was just playing around with a client and we were talking about like, and I think, well, you know, we've got delisted from MLS, delusional people who think they're going to sell their house themselves, you know, physical fires, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, divorce, death, um, debt, damage, disability. I've bought some drug houses, so I got drugs on there, like houses that were condemned by the city because of drugs or, you know, so determined to move, displacement, people who are absentee homer, homeowners. The point is, I think, and you could probably help people with this, you have to have a strategy for each of those Ds yep. and have a campaign and not only Facebook, but emails and a call conversation because each of, you know, if somebody had a death, you can't walk in and be like, hey, I'm going to get you the most money for your house tomorrow. Like right. you yep. kind of start off with like, I am so sorry <laughs> for your loss, you know, like, I, and I'm just here, I noticed that this and X, Y, and Z, and I want to make sure that you're fully supported in this horrible time for you and your family. Like there, there's different, you know, conversations for all of these things. So I, I don't know, Travis, what are your thoughts about like segmenting your, your data and like who you're going after and your ads on Facebook? Yeah, it's, it's really critical. I mean, you know, people, don't necessarily enjoy ads, right? And I, and I understand that as, as a marketer, but people really, really hate ads that are not relevant to them. So you want to make sure that you actually have highly relevant ads specific to the actual niche that you're going after because at that point in time, and I've heard this actual from actual people that uh, from different products or ads they've seen in Facebook based on what they've done. Um, there's a woman in her, in her seventies that I heard her say, uh, this is, this is almost a sign from God. It's kind of serendipitous, right? That, that, you know, it's just really good Facebook ad targeting that right. she had the right products served to her at the right, at the right time. Right. Now, you know, peeling back the layers of it, it's really important to make sure that you have the right ad copy, the right ad imagery that's really targeting those specific people within that life event, right, in that life stage, and that you're sensitive about it. You're not beating them over the head. Right. You know, a good majority of the time, you should be offering some sort of item of value, right? Getting them to download a guide or some questions that they already have. So if you can use a certain creative tone in your copywriting that's focused on answering a problem that they're facing right. or giving some sort of um, sigh of relief that there is an answer, right? It's not a silver bullet, but it's enough information that you are giving it to them. So then you're positioning yourself as the expert and authority figure. Right. So by giving value, by giving the best information that you can and becoming an educator, you're then naturally easily going to be perceived as the authority figure in your market on whatever topic it is, right? And it could be condos, it could be probate, it could yeah. be how to, you know, how to uh, manage to sell your home during a divorce. All yeah. of those right, are, are unique kind of sensitive issues during an emotional time. And we often forget that moving is an incredibly stressful time. So we want to make sure that we are not really beating them over the head with give me your business, but more of 
hey, here's some value. Here's some reciprocity, some experience that I've packaged in that is a quick read for you to truly understand what are the next steps to, to take. So really dividing all of those down and actually split testing and saying, can I go after uh, investors that are interested in houses that are basically 30% below market value, you know, some old beat up drug houses, whatever it might be that have been repossessed, you can easily win investors from it. We have a client that actually did over 3 million in sales or a coaching program just from one investor ad, winning yeah. investors that are, that are basically focused on exactly that. So yep. you want to make sure that your um, follow-up email, text, copy, all of those things are really dialed in to the actual, what we call a top of funnel ad, the actual ad that's pulling those people in your funnel. So if it's people that are moving up and they're a growing family, you want to talk to them that they are also people that need to sell and that need to buy, that they have kiddos, right? And that they're dealing with, you know, school and school districts and everything else that's kind of combined with, uh, you know, being a parent and, and a family. And then the same thing with divorce couples, right? You want to make sure that you're actually coming from a place of empathy. So the yep. right message to the right person at the right time, it's, it's, it's really critical. That's awesome. Okay, we're going to wrap up because uh, we've already passed 30 minutes. Um, how much should I spend on Facebook as a real estate person? Yeah, it, it's a month. Like, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really what are you comfortable with in terms of um, your, your budget? And because really, Facebook is about playing the long game. So, you know, we have clients that are spending, you know, 50000 a month in ad spend. We have some clients that are spending $500 a month in ad spend. So really it's, it's about what can you budget for? Um, mm -hmm. How many leads do you want? And it's not just about leads too, right? It's also about brand awareness and keeping your brand in front of your friends and family and past clients and Facebook right. did an amazing job of really being able to build a solid brand awareness in your market. So you can become kind of a rock star and, right. and you know, make people, you know, basically perceive that you are the, you know, head figure and authority figure of that. So really, you know, work with the end in mind. How many sales do I want by the end of the year? How many leads is that going to take me? What is my past conversion rate with internet leads? Right. Right. And, you know, put some, put some data behind it and then go, okay, now I know that the average cost per lead for me is going to be around 6 to $8 for a quality buyer lead. You, then you can kind of map out from there uh, based on, on that. So there's not a, you know, an easy answer for that. I would say that the average person in our Facebook coaching and training program is spending around 400 to 500 dollars a month in ad spend okay. um, our agency clients are definitely you know, definitely a little bit more above that because they're typically bigger teams and bigger organizations and they have a lot of mouths to feed and keep happy so right. you know, there's a lot of leads that really pump through there so there's there's not a magic answer it's really about what do you want to get out of it and understand that facebook is about playing the long game it's not for you know instant wins that i'm going to get a lead that's going to be a buyer in the next six or ten days we're talking about six to eight to nine months and right. when you do that you will see some great rewards and and can you keep this in mind as you enter into that space Loan Depot, Quicken Loans, these are companies that spend millions of dollars in Facebook advertising. Now, they buy leads from other Facebook advertisers and they buy the leads, they'll pay top dollar 
five, six, seven hundred dollars for the leads that are the oldest leads. The leads that are six months, eight months, 10 months, 12 months old. Right. Now, the reason they pay top dollar for those are because they know that those people raised their hand from some sort of ad months and months ago, and now they've moved through their decision cycle. They're now ready. Ready, yeah. We're now oh. ready. Yeah. So keep that in mind when you're doing your Facebook advertising and your campaigns and you're planning what you should do because it's about playing the long game. Right, awesome. Facebook's algorithm is so smart; it can predict what they're going to do in the future. And if you quit only two months or three months in, you're giving up on an opportunity for the future, right? For yeah. future wins. So just just keep that in mind. I love it, Travis. You're awesome, um, guys. Visit our website; it's linked right here. Uh, we're going to get you that repurpose thing, Travis's slides, and a consultation if you want to grow. Uh, my out just wants to be there to help you. Travis, again, thanks for all your time, your expertise Thank and you. your care for our people, man. I appreciate you. Yes. Happy beer. Thank you for having me. It was uh, great to actually chat back and forth. I think we could do this for another five hours. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we could. All right. Thanks, man. Have a great day. Thank you.